You're listening to Now I've Heard Everything, interviews from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s with voices from the past. I've talked to many women who suffered at Bill Clinton's hands and have suffered the same kind of intimidation and threat. Bill Clinton accuser Kathleen Willey. Today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. Kathleen Willey was a White House volunteer in the early days of the Clinton administration, 1993, and it was in November of that year that she claims that President Clinton sexually assaulted her in the Oval Office. Mr. Clinton denied the allegations, and many of Willey's detractors, including Linda Tripp, questioned her veracity. Now, Willey claims she was then subjected to a string of threats and intimidation from the Clintons and their supporters— charges which she outlined in her 2007 book called Target. Now, I spoke with her about that book in November of 2007, just as Hillary Clinton was getting into the thick of her 2008 presidential bid. So I questioned Willie about the timing of her book, as you'll hear. So here now, from 2007, Kathleen Willie. Why did you decide to write this book? For a number of reasons. One, um, on a very personal level, it was cathartic for me to be able to write this book. Um, There was a lot of misinformation out there, especially directed at me, and it gave me an opportunity to correct a lot of this misinformation, right a lot of wrongs, um, and take back a lot of the things that were taken from me back during the impeachment scandal. Many people might ask, why not two years ago? Why not two years hence? We're going into an election season when another person named Clinton is running for president. What's, what's your timing? Well, like I said, personally, it was a good time for me to write the book. But also, this is a powerful story. It's about what happens to women like me. I've talked to many women who have suffered at Bill Clinton's hands and have suffered the same kind of intimidation and threats. And we have um, Mrs. Clinton, Clinton running for president, and I think that people should read the story before they go and vote. You've made the point in other media interviews that this really isn't a rehash of what happened in the Oval Office that day back in 1993. This is what's happening now, you say. I, I don't feel like it is a rehash. Of course, it is about that event, which, of course, started all of this. But it's really a story about threats, intimidation, smear campaign, um, just, uh, you know, a terrible, terrible reign of terror that was directed at me. You don't mince words. I mean, you're very, you're very powerful with the words you choose. Did did you choose those words carefully? No, it just kind of, it's how I feel. Very much how I feel. Is this a campaign that's going on now, do you think, because of a woman protecting her turf with her husband? Or is this a politician who knows that these kind of allegations could hurt her politically? I think that we are all aware of the fact that Hillary Clinton has enabled her husband's behavior for many, many, many years now. And she has known all along the problems that he has. And she is the person who sets up the war room and hires the secret police. And this is all documented in my book. Um, These people have been on her payroll for many, many years now. Do you think her campaign had a copy of your book many, many weeks before it was scheduled to be released? Well... Uh, I have every reason to think that someone broke into my home you know, over Labor Day weekend, and um, and took a man took a copy of my manuscript. 
I think they made it one they wanted it to look like a botched burglary, but I've been down this road before ten years ago when I was threatened and intimidated and you know, beloved pets went missing and, you know, all of these, like I said, this this terror campaign. And uh, so when that happened and I finally realized, you know, what was stolen, I thought, well, here we go again. What you describe in your book is almost, I, I think other reviewers have pointed out, almost mafia-like. I mean, it, it's like, keep quiet or else. It is. It's, it was scary because the threat was lie under oath and don't tell this story. That's definitely what I was being told. Did you honestly feel your life was in danger? It's, yes, I did. At some point, yes, I did. Do you feel it's in danger now? No. I think that telling the story, coming out and telling the story the way it really happened, really ensures my safety right now. Now, let me ask you, how directly involved do you think the Clintons personally are with, with what's been going on to you? Or, or are there so many levels of insulation that they can plausibly deny, I didn't know what was going on? I think that's, I think you're, what you're saying is right. I mean, they are surrounded by layers and layers and layers of people who are willing to be layers. And it's like the old uh, J. Edgar Hoover story. You know, he, he'd walk into work one day and say, gee, you know, that television set in my den isn't working. And he would get home at night and guess what? That television set was working. And I, I think it, that's how it works. So you think there's somehow a message comes down, let's teach Kathleen Willie a lesson, and at some point along the way, something gets done. I think that's the, I think that's the way it is. And, and I've talked to other women, the women that are in the news, the, the women that we heard about, um, Juanita Broderick and Jennifer Flowers and Paula Jones and Dolly Cal Browning and all the, these other women. Um, and I've also talked to a number of other women who called me after my name became public, and they told me of, of similar um, incidents with President Clinton in the Oval Office and, and out. And uh, they were all frightened to death. They didn't want to talk. After this short break, Kathleen Willey's diagnosis of Bill Clinton. Let me ask you a response. I don't know if you've seen there's a new book. There are now two new ways to listen to Now I've Heard Everything. Full episodes are now on YouTube. Just search for Now I've Heard Everything. And if you're on TikTok, watch for the promos we post about new episodes. Tap the link at the bottom of the video to hear the full episode. Now back to my 2007 interview with Kathleen Willey. Let me ask you a response. I don't know if you've seen there's a new book about Gerald Ford. He'd given a reporter from Newsweek... Uh, off-the-record conversation said right at when I'm gone, which has now happened. In that book, Gerald Ford mentions having meetings with Mr. Clinton and realizing afterwards that he, he was always watching every woman in the room. He was like surveying what, the landscape and really kind of paying peripheral attention to what was being said. Mr. Ford thought that Mr. Clinton had a sexual addiction, and he actually felt kind of sorry for him in that regard. What's your take on that? Well, I talk about that in my book, that, you know, that from what I've read and the research I've done, Bill Clinton is a sex addict. And the fact that Gerald Ford, with their history and their family of addiction and recovery, and of course, Betty Ford chimed in on that conversation, too. And she's, she was quoted as saying, there are places for Bill Clinton to go to get help with a problem like this. And people go and get treatment, and, and they do very well. So the fact that they recognize it after spending time with him um, was a pretty important um, fact, I think. Is it not something that Hillary Clinton wants to see or acknowledge? She cannot 
acknowledge it. I, as I said, she has enabled this behavior for so long, she just can't deal with the fact that it goes on. And two, she needs him for power. She needs him to get elected. And it's been that way all along. They'd have a 30-year plan, and the 30-year plan was he would be elected president, and she would be elected president after that. And we're watching that plan unfold, unless she doesn't win. Right. I, I see, I sense a, a, a fear, not a fear for you personally, but a fear that you have on behalf of the nation if she becomes our next president. We don't need a woman or man in that office who employs secret police to threaten and intimidate people who he or she perceives get in their way or keeps them from achieving the power that they think they deserve. And I am a walking, breathing example of what they do to people. I, I am amazed after reading your book and listening to you here that you say that you are really not in that great a fear for your, your own life, your own safety. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming without going into details that you are taking measures to, to, to protect yourself. I, I'm, I'm vigilant. I'm careful. You know, I've got um, taken measures at my home. And, and, you know, but I've, it started 10 years ago. And when you face those kinds of um, threats and intimidation, it really never goes away. It changes your whole life. It changes your whole way of looking, of dealing with the world. And I've, I've been very vigilant since then. I keep my eyes open. I can't help but think how far removed this is from your initial experience as Clinton supporter, uh, raising money, going on, being a volunteer, pouring your life into this couple. I was a loyal Democrat. My, both my late husband and I were, were very, very loyal Democrats. We worked real hard on the local and, and state and national level, in, certainly in the state of Virginia and um, where we're both from. And, um, yeah, it, uh, it certainly has changed my mind on the Democratic Party. I'm no longer a Democrat. Um, I'm an independent. But, uh, yeah, it was a real eye-opener. It continues to be. Is there anything you would have done differently if, you know, you could press the rewind button, do this all, all over again? No. No, absolutely not. I think You're, I did the right thing. You are very steadfast. I am strong. And, um, and I know what happened that day. I know what happened that day. Your life really changed that day, didn't it? It did. In, in more ways than just what happened in the Oval Office. Um. My, we were in the in the throes of a terrible uh, financial family crisis, and that's the reason I went to see Bill Clinton to ask him for help. And um, my husband's body was found the next day; it was ruled a suicide. I have trouble even imagining, on a human level, just dealing with that set of events without having even factoring in the harassment that followed. It, it how, was, do you, how do you get through it? And it was hard. It was it was just hard. I have very good friends, and um, you know, I'm. A strong woman, and I just wasn't going to let these people get me down. I was not going to let them destroy me. Kathleen Willie is 77 now and lives in Virginia. And you can get a copy of Target by Kathleen Willie by clicking on the link in our show notes or by going to our website, heardeverything.com. We may earn an Amazon commission if you make a purchase. 
And HeardEverything.com is where you'll also hear my 1995 conversation with another Bill Clinton accuser, Jennifer Flowers. I was afraid something was going to happen to me. My home had been entered three times, and it was ransacked the third time. When I talked to Bill about that, he said, oh, no, no, if nothing's missing, don't call the police. Then he says to me, do you think they could have been looking for something on you and me? And my 1993 interview with another public figure who faced accusations of sexual misconduct, Senator Gary Hart. I would have been more outspoken, I think, even than I was. My personality is not a uh, divisive one, but I think my ideas were and were meant to be, and I, I would probably have been even more outspoken in my presentation of those ideas. And of course, we post new episodes of Now I've Heard Everything every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts. And thanks so much for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, the author who literally sold over 100 million copies of his books worldwide over a period of years. Many of his books were turned into TV miniseries. He also created I Dream of Jeannie, my 1988 interview with Sidney Sheldon. Someone asked me how to write a bestseller, and the answer is very simple. I don't know how to write a bestseller. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. <laughs>